Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 259 of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host, Daryl, and I'm here with Lauren. Hello, everyone. How are you today, Lauren? I am doing okay. I um, had an interesting experience where I just literally fell over and went to sleep. It was fun. When? Yesterday. Remember, I had like that hour-long nap. Oh, yeah. Well, you didn't fall over. I literally... It doesn't make for an interesting story if I didn't fall over, Daryl's. It makes it sound like you like knocked yourself out or something I and went unconscious. I could have done. <laughs> the people of the internet don't know this. I need to sa- make it sound more dramatic. You had a very, very weak threshold. You laid down on the bed and knocked yourself out. <laughs> yep. Exactly. It just happened. But anyways, no, I took a nap because uh, I just, oh, I was so, so just dead <laughs> i was so dead the other day because like we're still recovering from well i'm recovering from develop last week which was a lot of fun it's basically a massive games industry conference that happens once a year normally i can't remember when it normally happens i think it's like april or something but this year uh because of covid they decided to move it to october thinking that everything would be okay by then wasn't really, <laughs> but thankfully, touch wood, there's not been any reports saying there's an outbreak of COVID from develop. Um, but even still, it was a lot of late nights. And um, you're not used to it. I'm not. I'm not used to it. And I'm not a heavy drinker at all as well. And this was probably the most I've ever I've ever drunk. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like that was probably the most I ever drank in in one night but you survived i did survive and i wasn't even that drunk so at least i know my limit is far beyond what i thought it was at like two drinks a night and you got lots of cool coverage as well so you were you were doing like a profile on female developers while you were there yes yeah and that was amazing like being able to talk to so many different women within the games industry was really 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 fantastic and marginalized genders as well um and i got to go see a lot of the stands there's a lot of really cool um really cool studios who are helping out um with people in the games industry like really it's great for recruitment so if you're somebody who's like considering joining the games industry and really want to figure out like what's out there like i would highly recommend going to develop and the expo bit um is actually free so like you can pay a load of money to go to the panels if you really want to, but the expo itself is free. So you can just go in and like meet people, uh, recruitment teams from studios like Ubisoft and Frontier. And um, there's a lot of other publishers there like uh, D3T who they may not be like a headliner studio in the sense of like Ubisoft, but They've still worked on games like The Witcher and and that type of thing, you know, like it's there's so many options out there for you um, to join the games industry. So I know like you know, being interested in Final Fantasy, maybe some of you have had the idea, the odd idea of thinking like, "Ooh, maybe I can make games for a living. So if you are interested in it, like I definitely recommend it. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was a lot of fun. And um yeah, I can't wait for the 
Can't wait for the next thing. Speaking of The Witcher, you've also started up The Witcher 3. I have for the first time ever. I, um, I've always been a fan of the show. Like, the show was really great. Um, granted, that wasn't that long ago that the show came out. I've always been a fan. I've always for been years. a fan. Yeah, for years. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. Um, I, I like it so far. It's basically, it's, it's basically like a lot of those sort of, um, RPGs, right? Like those it's a Western, Western RPG. RPG yeah. But, uh, the thing that I'm frustrating, and maybe somebody can help me out, uh, with is, is the, the controls are a bit junky. I go to like climb Roach and I just spend like, five minutes just looking at roach seeing it say mount roach press x and uh gerald is just kind of like no i'm just gonna run over here for right now no i'm just i'm just gonna stare at roach it's fine i was just like oh could you just just get on top of roach for Geralt just doesn't want to get on top of roach no he doesn't oh bless him but yeah but either way i'm excited to explore more but that's enough about me. Um, I know while I was gone, we had a new state of play uh, from PlayStation. Daryl, like, what did you sort of think about all the stuff that was presented and announced? Thank you for referencing me by name. Oh, you're so welcome. I appreciate that. You're so welcome. <laughs> just in case. We just have to make it more official here and act Thank as if you, we have a third Lauren, chair. Thank you, Lauren, for the question. You're so welcome. I I was mixed about it. I think Sony have got themselves into a bit of a like a dilemma mm. in terms of what state of play is. And we talked about it on the Discord server a lot because there are a lot of people who came out of the state of play with like feeling really underwhelmed about what was shown. Mm. And I think it's just because no one really knows what to expect going into a state of play because... Yeah, everyone says like you should always keep your expectations low, but over the last year or two years that they've been doing it, they have done things like the Final Fantasy VII Remake big reveal ahead of the E3. They have done like full 20-minute showcases on like Ghost of Tsushima, Demon's Souls, Horizon, Ratchet and Clank. Um, they've also done Deathloop as well, which I know everyone's getting fed up with by the end. Uh so it's it's like really difficult mm-hmm. and like this one was they had uh, a little devil inside as like the the feature but it's like not it's not like a big triple a game yeah and outside of that they kind of teased people by saying it was going to be updates from major like major third party productions so there was a lot of expectation around potentially Final Fantasy 16 because they did sh- they did say that they were going to show 16 this year at some point and, you know, we're in November now. Yeah. So whether or not that's going to wait until the PlayStation experience potentially now, or are they just not going to do it, which then really makes me worried about how things are going because it, it's kind of hearkening back to the 7 Remake and how that was for years where every single year uh, Nomura would say, oh, yeah, we're going to show it next year. It's going to be, we're going to have a big reveal. We're going to do this and that. And then the whole year would go and there would be nothing. Yeah. And then we'd start the next year with the new cycle. Yeah, no, we're going to show stuff next year. We're going to do a small tease, whatever, just an interview to mention it. And that's kind of how it's been going this year with 16. Yeah. Like Yoshida's like had little bits here and there when he's done uh, the press tour for, for 14. But outside of that, it's it's been very much like we don't want to show it yet. 
Yeah. And it's like, well, you know, it's been it's been in the 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 limelight now for it's been in, in the open for well over a year. And the whole thing was that they said they wanted to avoid this scenario of making people wait a long time. Yeah. Um so yeah, state of play ended up being this weird thing where I think people people don't really know what to expect. Like they don't know what what what's going to happen when they see these state of plays anymore. And so yeah, there was there was a lot of kind of I guess consternation from what was shown because it was like a collection of random indie games. There was like a new Five Nights at Freddy game shown, and then Square Enix showed off the new Star Ocean game as if they don't have enough going on already, which is what you talked about last <laughs> Just week. Just right? another thing. Yeah, and it doesn't. It doesn't look. It, it doesn't. Looks, it looks like it looks okay. I mean, it, yeah, it, but it doesn't look like it's up to the standard of like a Square Enix game. Yeah, but I guess like I think people are, are comparing it to more like the Tales franchise in mm. terms of like the quality they're going to expect. But I, for me, it just seems it seems weird to see those kind of like really overblown anime styled characters in more realistic settings. Like mm. they're they're piloting like high tech spaceships and they're wearing ridiculous looking armor. Mm. Like it, it doesn't to me, it just kind of goes beyond what I would expect from fantasy now. Yeah. To, to look just a bit bit odd. Yeah. They just want to have some fun, isn't it? Like they're damned that they are like um, in what uh final fantasy origin and then have like regular clothes and then they're damned if they go to ott it's just it's just yeah yeah uh but i will say though like yeah with final fantasy 16 it is it is a really big shame but i do wonder if they have just been spooked by the response that they had initially and i know a lot of people who've who've actually said like when i when i've sort of spoken on it and people are quite surprised when i say that like people weren't happy about the graphics for Final Fantasy 16 but it was like a pretty big news beat yeah when it was. all that stuff came out like, and like we know as well from um, from the discussions we've had with people who are a bit more close to the game that yeah they they took that feedback on board and like you know I think it's it's reasonably common knowledge now that that trailer was rushed mm. it was it they wanted to show it earlier in the year they couldn't and so they had to show it then basically because of contractual obligations. She didn't really want to do it at that point. Yeah. Um, and so like it's it created this weird thing where he tried to justify why they'd put the trailer out in the way they did. But but like, you know, behind the scenes for sure, they know that when they show it next, it it's and it's basically what he was saying the last time he spoke about it in a in a significant fashion when they talked about the fact that they weren't going to show it at the Tokyo Game Show. When they show it next, it's the deal breaker. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't deliver from what people are expecting the next time they show it, they know that they've kind of lost the populace. Yeah. Final Fantasy fans will probably give it the benefit of the doubt mm -hmm. and, and, and try and pick it up in their droves either way. But the wider people, who are the people that we, are, we know Square Enix are always desperate for, they're not worried about whether or not we care. Mm -hmm. They're worried about whether or not the the wider people care. The people that are buying Cyberpunk, the people that are buying, yeah, like The Witcher and like Fallout, Skyrim, or even like more of the action games, like the Souls crowd. Like they 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 want those uh, fans to be interested in playing this game to to bring them into the franchise. And if if the response is is similar again, then you know that's that's not going to be great for them. So. I just I don't know when 
they, it's going to be in a state where they're comfortable showing off. And yeah. I don't know how different it's going to look either. Yeah, yeah. Because who knows if they've given it like a bit of a facelift because of everything that's happened. Because I mean, like when they talked about it and when they showed it off before, it was on the, we were all under the impression that it was a long way along. Like, it, yeah. it, like decent, decent. I mean, we know the English voice acting is pretty much complete, I think they said. Mm. And so it's it's a really far along in production. But they haven't shown anything since at all. Yeah. And yeah, so that it could be going through some significant uh, changes to to bring it up to speed. And we've seen it from other Square Enix games as well. They just seem to be putting stuff out now that's just missing the mark. Babylon's Fall has gone through a similar process. They did their betas and the feedback, one of the main pieces of feedback from it was just the graphics just didn't look good enough. Yeah. So they spent a lot of time revising the graphics they spent a lot of time in the recent conference date or the presentation they did for babylon's for showing the before and after just to try and get people back on board yeah stranger of paradise was much the same as well tons of complaints about the graphics from the initial demo and they spent a lot of time trying to show how much they've improved things this time around for the second demo so it, it does seem i don't know how they got it right with the seven remake yeah but even that went through a massive graphical overhaul from the original reveal back in 2015 to what we ended up seeing. And yeah. and even with Integrate, they hired like teams of lighting specialists and to try and really bring it around. But it is weird how things have gone in that regard as well. Mm. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but there's like a... With the introdu- introduction of ray tracing, I think we've got so conditioned to how lighting looks in games. Yeah. That when you see act- accurate lighting in games, it looks odd. Because mm. there was a big post that I saw, I think, on Reddit where people were talking about how Integrate looks worse. And it's like, well, no, it actually looks how it's supposed to. Yeah. They said that, like, ray tracing looks worse. Yeah. So, like, when you're going through like, the Shinra lobby, mm-hmm. all of the tiling and stuff was was really reflective. You'd mm-hmm. see, like, the reflections of the lighting and everything. But that's not how it it's supposed to be because the tiling wasn't supposed to be reflective. Mm. Well, I think there is a degree of like blur, like, you know, when you see some of these older games where they did, they tried to mask how, how jagged certain things were and they have like a sort of sheen to them, don't they? They have like something kind of, yeah, they've, they've done things to try some and some kind of soft compensate. light. Yeah. It's compensate. And yeah, like the fact that that's not here anymore, but I do feel like it, I do feel like sometimes in Square Enix games in particular that it looks like it's almost um it's almost like when you sharpen something too much, when you sharpen an image too much. Like um yeah. I felt like that with uh Final Fantasy fifteen and I feel like that with um with the Star Ocean um uh the Star Ocean stuff as well. It's just like it just looks too looks too pristine. It looks too much. Um, but like, even still, like with that, with all that being said, like ray tracing does look, can also look really good with the right, like lighting as well. Like with, yeah, you have um, to get that side right, which is why Ratchet and Clank looks incredible. Yeah. And, and Square, they took that step of hiring a professional team of lighting artists, which mm-hmm. they'd never done before. Mm-hmm. And they're really trying to push things in the right direction. I just, with 16, I I, I just don't know what to expect anymore because no. that initial kind of hype goodwill of like, you know, we're, we're going to do this right, we're going to do this proper, 
it's kind of they they like put themselves in a really difficult position because Endwalker is such a big deal. It's coming out really soon, and like Yoshida has constantly been having to field questions about his commitments to the project and you know where his focuses lie. I think it's been really difficult for him mm-hmm. because and especially because 14 is like gone through this massive 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 like up uh increase this year of interest and popularity and i think it's probably made it a lot harder for him to focus on 16 because of that mm. because he needs to be so visible to take advantage of everything that 14 is is, is offering to yeah. them especially with like you know, how much they've benefited from the Blizzard stuff. Like so many people have been leaving World of Warcraft. They could not have anticipated the volume of people that have like jumped ship because they don't want to support World of Warcraft anymore. Yeah. And like, it's just been going insane. So they need to take as much advantage of that situation as possible. Mm. And I, I do wonder if that 16 has suffered because of that. Mm-hmm. Like, because he probably didn't want to like take focus away from 14 until n walker's out yeah but then isn't he also doing dragon quest as well he is doing some work on the new dragon quest expansion i believe yeah but i don't know when that's coming out no but it is he is just taking on way too much yeah but it's the thing you you don't know how like where how he portions his time how much involvement he actually has yeah it's true you know in 16 he's he's not the director he's the producer but he could still be very hands-on as the producer it's like it's really it's really difficult to to know because we're, mm. we're never going to know probably no. like how things have worked. But I just don't know. I mean, by the time 16 comes out, it's probably going to be like the the back end of next year, I yeah. would have thought, which means that you're probably not going to see. I mean, they could do a nine month build up, but then it's just kind of contradictory to what he said in terms of the next time we show it, you want to, he wants people to be able to buy it really soon after. Yeah. And if that's the case, then... It, it's probably not going to be shown this year. <laughs> it's just like the first trailer and then five years. Okay. And now it's the actual trailer for the end. I mean, it's basically what they did for the seven remake, right? Yeah. They didn't show it for years. And then all of a sudden it was bam. It's now nine months. Yeah. And I would imagine that 16 is going to be similar, but like, you know, they've got so much going on at the moment. Yeah. And even next year, Square Enix Japan has for spoken coming out in the first, well, in spring next year and i don't expect them conflicting like batting those two titles against each other that doesn't make much sense so yeah it's i guess it's just like obviously we have to just wait and see yeah what's going to happen with 16 i i really hope that what they do show is kind of one of those blow you away kind of things and just really gets you back into it and i'm fully expecting it to because what they showed before had so much intrigue there's so much intrigue there's so much yeah. to, to dive into and so many things where people were putting connections in and thinking about the relationships like they did a really good tease from a law perspective it just wasn't that great from other perspectives but like with that being said as well like i honestly i don't care so much about, about like, anything about graphics like you know i as long as it's a good story i don't i don't really I don't really mind too much of, about graphics. I'm not blind to them. Like, obviously, you know, I, I can see something that doesn't work or something that looks a bit odd. But, like, it's not a make or break for me as far as um, as far as far the game goes, as long as it doesn't impair 
impair other things. Yeah, you don't want it to take you out of the illusion. Yeah. But anyways. Anyway, we do have a couple of news stories to talk about. Before we do, we need to do our Patreon shout-outs, Lauren. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. I know. How long have we been talking for already? A long time. Sorry, Jeez. everyone. Uh, so I'm going to kick things off with Lewis James at LJ Composer. Rachel Casterton at Drunken Vieira. Barry Norton at Nortron Zero. Zelda Clone at Apes Type Novels. Darren Matthews at Doomster 73. Miles Ribbons. Alex and Rachel Trauman at Akira Namejin. Billy Jackson at underscore Billy Jackson. Ryzen. Theron Bullen at Massacre 23. Sam Ennis. Chris Willis. Fayez Bilal. Chris Pope. Jared Brayland. Marco Lilu And Gregory. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Okay, so yeah, we do have a couple of news stories to run through. The first of which is that the Final Fantasy V Pixel Remaster has been dated. It should be coming out on the 10th of November on iOS, Steam, and Android. Still no news as to whether they're going to be porting these games to other platforms, mm. and we probably won't hear until 6 comes out, whenever that's going to be. Mm -hmm. Probably, I'd say, start of next year now, based on how slow the 5 remake or what your master has taken. Yeah. Yay! 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 It does look as though, based on how 5 has been dealt with in the past, it's going to be a toss-up as to whether or not you enjoy this version or the Game Boy Advance version. This one does come with a couple of quality-of-life adjustments. So there's going to be, like, auto-battle. They've also said it's going to feature an updated script. I don't know how different that script is going to be from the Game Boy Advance one, but... I think Final Fantasy V is probably the script that has needed the most love mm -hmm. because all the other games have been released so many times, have been revised so many times, whereas V just hasn't ever received that same level of care. Yeah. But I think the reason why it's going to be a, a, a toss-up between this and the Game Boy Advance version, and I'm ignoring the previous Steam version, which Square aren't even selling anymore, mm -hmm. Um is that it doesn't come with the additional content. Mm -hmm. And like the additional content of five was was probably quite limited in comparison to some of the other games. So you had like the extra three job classes, an extra dungeon. So it wasn't too significant. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of people out there who like kind of that completionist vibe of of being able to to do everything in a game. Yeah. And yeah, like it's the same situation here that a lot of the stuff's been removed conspiracy theories out there that square enix will add all that stuff in dlc mm -hmm. later down the line we'll see if that actually ends up coming true yeah who knows i'm just yeah you you all know how how we are about the pixel remasters it's just they're just coming and going <laughs> they are what they are i am excited for the updated um music though because that is the one thing that has been really positive yes. about this whole experience yeah i think everything else has been everything else about the remasters has been modded in some shape or yeah. form but the music everyone has just left well alone yeah like it's really lovely um i'm excited for that one that happens in the forest what was that one called oh i don't know but it's the one i really like yeah what one's that i can't remember what the name of that one was but it, the one yeah. Like, yeah that's gonna be really pretty um and i think the themes of i think the themes of five are really nice um the other the other like music themes and that type of thing ferris is also kick-ass i'm like really excited for more people to be able to experience um ferris's story and um 
Like she's a. I think it's just a nice story in pirate. general because yeah. of, it has the generations in it. So it's yeah. not. It was one of the first games um, where they really talked about parents and mm-hmm. like the previous generation and how much the connection that exists between the two. Yeah. So like you know, um, we actually covered it in. I can't remember which video it was. We covered it in one of our recent videos. Um, how uh, Kataze really. I, I like to think it was Kataze. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was the, the, the uh, Final Fantasy X history of video. His storytelling really has a strong tie on fa- on family. Mm-hmm. And before his uh, arrival at the company, uh, you know, Final Fantasy One through Four, a lot of the time the characters, I mean, like Final Fantasy One and Three, they were just kind of nameless warriors of light who had no real connection to anything. And in Four and Two you didn't really know anything about the backstories of the characters too much. Um, most of the time it was that they were orphans who just kind of got adopted by someone or mm. something like, you know, Cecil, Kane, Rosa, they, they were all kind of in that situation where their parents were, were all dead or like, you know, there's, there's something that happened that would mean that they weren't around anymore. And like, it's the same in, in, in two, like we have no idea about like the backstories of these characters. Whereas when Final Fantasy V, they like you know we know about um, uh, Bart's dad. Uh, we know about Lena. Lena. Mm-hmm. What am I doing? I'm blanking here. Um, <laughs> I, it's because I was like I don't want to do a big spoiler, but it's not really a spoiler. Uh, we know about Lena and Faris's uh, parents, and um, we know about like Creel obviously the connection with Gallif. Mm-hmm. So it's like I think it was really nice that 5 had that mm. introduction to things because like in 6 it it kind of went away again. Like we know that it, it was still there because obviously Terra and her family family is is a big part of it but no one else really has that. Um mm. and like it was it was it was always there kind of in in different points like obviously 7 you have uh, like Cloud's, Cloud's mom, yeah. Tifa's dad, great names for characters. Um, but Barrett and Marlene was the big one for that. And, and obviously with Dine as well, the connection that those those guys had. And you had Eris and Elmira and Ifelna as well. It was like three, it's like triangle families where everyone has two parents. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, then obviously like eight had had a connection with the family as well, like Renora and her dad and, and school and his dad. Um so it, I think five really benefited from that. Um, yeah. And I can't remember my initial point that I was making, but I just wanted to talk about yeah. five and family. It's okay. I like dragons. Oh, dragons. it's about, about how Ferris is amazing. Mm. Dragons are awesome. They are amazing. And, and five had a focus on dragons as well. Yeah. I just love their voice. I wonder like if they'll keep, if they've kept the same voices in, like with the little meh, Probably. Meh. I could just love the little Redo dragon. the voice acting. I love the little dragon voice. But yeah, anyway. So the next story is about the first soldier, the game that everyone is eagerly anticipating. I think, like you know, obviously when we first started talking about it, we had we were quite damning about the first soldier. Yeah. But you know, the, the beta was well received for the most part. They, mm-hmm. It seems as though they're making and addressing a lot of the issues that people had with it. And it's supposedly launching on the 30th of November now. It's gone up for pre-registration. So you can pre-download the game um, for when it comes out. They they have said it's going to become available on the 30th, but there's been no official confirmation from Square that that is the day the game is releasing. It's just mm. the date in the App Store. 
They have done a pre-registration campaign or set it up, uh, which is going all the way up to two million registrations. Wow! They have passed half a million in four days. So, jeez. I mean, they may hit the two million, and then maybe they'll offer some other stretch goals、uh, if they do hit the two million pretty quickly. Y'all just want to be a part of soldier. Yeah. Y'all just, just, just. Everyone love that wants to be、life. the first soldier. Everybody wants to be a hero. Only be, you a can hero. be a hero, Lauren. What you're the you're the hero. I'm the hero. Oh, cool. Have、like、you have、here. you pre-registered, Lauren? I have not. I have yet to re. I've yet to pre-register.、I'm、I've、sorry. pre-registered. Have you? I have. Oh, good job. You're such a good boy. Look at you. I know. You get all the stars. I don't know how long I'm going to play it for, though.、Mm. I guess we'll ever see if I like forever.、It. Um. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> And then, yeah, the last thing we've got to talk about is the Final Fantasy VI Master Arts, which、oh. is just Lauren.、Oh. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna hand the floor over to Lauren right now. That's your name, right? Yeah,、Lauren? yeah, yeah, yeah. Daryl, Daryl, that is my name, Daryl. Yes, thank you. Thanks for confirming that,、um, Lauren. You're so welcome.、Uh, you know, one of these episodes, I'm just gonna change it up, and I'm just gonna be Fifi for the whole episode, but not today. Today, I'm. You、Lauren. wouldn't dare. Oh, I so would.、Um, but yeah,、uh, so. If you haven't seen the Final Fantasy VI Master Arts of Terra on the Magitech armor, do yourself a favor and just go and look at it and enjoy it. They've released a trailer of it, and oh my goodness, is this everything that I've ever wanted? Like you know me, I've been banging on and on and on and on about how Square Enix should do this. Go back to the Master Arts, like. People want people like the play arts kai sure, but that's only because this kind of stuff hasn't been well, existing. It's, it's all that's available. It's all that's available. Whereas like these are just stellar. I mean, it's it's giving like taking me back to the Kotobukiya statues that I love, which are the Final Fantasy VIII ones with the summons. Like they just look so much better. They look so nice, and、um, I'm I'm just I dread to think how expensive this one's gonna be, but I definitely want it. I have no clue where I'm gonna put it. I think the near one they did, which was but, the precursor to this,、mm, was in the one to two thousand pound range. Yeah, so it's it's gonna be a pretty penny, but like I just you know these these kind of statues are just wonderful. They're really They're really big works of art, and、um, yeah, I mean, as somebody, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a big collector. Like I will admit, like I'm not a huge collector of things. I, I just always worry about damaging them and like them getting dusty and that type of thing. And I know that there's solutions out there for it. I just, I still have that in me where I'm just like, I don't like to have something around, especially with the kids, that they can break. But like, I feel like I'm gonna make an exception. You're gonna take a risk because it's just yeah, and it's so cool. It's Terra, Terra on Magitech. I would say that that is very cool, but the one element that's stolen the show is Mog.、Mm. And I think like as well on that point, it was this was supervised by Yoshitaka Amano as well. Yes. So it's like you know, it's literally like his his vision for it as well, which is I think, like 
been so necessary for these products. It's very interesting, though, because I think the one complaint I've seen about it is that they've chosen to go with Terra's yellow hair mm. as opposed to the green hair, which is obviously the Decidia design and mm. not the original Six design. And I wonder if that is because Amano has been supervising, because I think in his yeah. concept art, right, she doesn't have the green hair, does I'm she? I'm pretty sure she has blonde hair in all of Amano's art of, of Terra, if I remember correctly. It's only in the sort of character, yeah, in in game that she has green hair. Who knows why they chose to do what they did. There's always a reason. Yeah. Always I mean, a reason. I guess my my thought process would be that they chose to do it to differentiate her from uh, Celeste, who also is blonde. But I don't know. Either way, I think that's a small that's a small issue to have. Although maybe not a small issue if you're spending three grand. On something that you don't like the look yeah. of. <laughs> Just take up painting. Take up painting. Get some airbrush uh, airbrush equipment. Buy and two of them so you can it. have one green and one yeah. one blonde. Yeah, exactly. And you'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be you'll be totally okay. But yeah, now that Lauren has finished gushing about yes. the, the master arts, I think that's gonna be gonna be it for this episode. Mm. So... Who would have thought we'd talk so much about Final Fantasy sixteen in the start? Yeah, considering that's not on the, the outline at all. No, nope, no. Nope. We just like to keep we're you just, guessing. We're just winging it these days. Hopefully yeah. you guys enjoy the, the new winging it style. Uh, the next episode of winging it is going to come out on the 16th of November. Be sure to check out all our previous episodes on com. And if you enjoy what we do, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash FFKHUnion. And with that, it's time to say goodbye, Lauren. Goodbye, everyone. And I'm Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a FinalFancyUnion.com production. <laughs>